0: Happy Friday, everybody. It is Friday, February 10th, 2023. This is the second half podcast. I'm Tom Powell, and as always, if you're listening to this, that means you made it through another week, and margaritas are in order. Now, this is the part of the show where I tell you, Uh, or give you, I should say, a reason why you should go out and get margaritas, as if you need a fucking reason to go out and get margaritas on the weekend. Uh, But it's what I do here, so let me give you a couple of reasons why you should go out and get margaritas this weekend. Uh, First, Super Bowl weekend. This is the last weekend we're going to have NFL football until August. So get out there and get yourself some margaritas. If margaritas aren't your thing, get yourself some brews. Get yourself some whiskey. Get yourself some bourbon. Get yourself some tequila. I don't give a fuck what it is you drink. If you're not a drinker like me and you prefer to smoke, get yourself a fucking big old sack of weed. Do whatever the hell you need to do to enhance your relaxation to maximize your enjoyment of the big game on Sunday. And we'll talk about the big game momentarily just a moment uh, in the football segment. The second reason why you should go out and get yourself some margaritas is this is essentially valentine's weekend valentine's day is on uh, tuesday and there's a certain contingent of people that don't celebrate on the day because it's on a weekday so they choose to celebrate on the weekend when they have more time and, and ability to relax and enjoy it and if you're one of those folks this is that weekend And uh, we'll talk about Valentine's Day in just a moment as well, very briefly. But there's your two reasons, there are your two reasons, why you should go out and get margaritas this particular weekend. Super Bowl weekend and Valentine's weekend. Don't fuck it up, guys. Don't fuck it up. Now, before we get into the rest of the shit that we're going to talk about, let me go ahead and do the housekeeping that I do every week, which is designed... uh, and geared towards the new people showing up to the podcast if you're new to this podcast if this is the first time you're hearing my voice uh you don't know what this podcast is about you don't know what i'm about i'm going to give you a couple of uh pointers here uh on what you can expect here and what uh i am uh, where you can find out more about me um first things first this is an amateur podcast and you need to know that going in right off the bat. This is not some professionally produced podcast in a studio with, with with an editor and a mixer. It's done in my home office with a cheap mic and a laptop. It's not meant to be a finished, polished product. It's meant to be like two people sitting on the deck shooting the shit. So as a result, you're going to hear background noise. You're going to hear... My dogs bark. You're gonna hear somebody knock on the door. My my son is home sick. I'm recording. I usually record these on Thursday. I'm recording this on Friday morning. Uh, my son's home sick today. You might hear, you know, him come to the door and ask for something. If you hear something in the background, the, the point is, don't lose your mind about it. Don't be like, oh my god, such an unprofessional podcast. I can't believe what you're doing here. I already don't give a fuck. I, I don't care if you're offended. I don't care if you don't want to hear background noise. I don't care if you don't think it's professional enough. If you don't like it, then stop listening and right fucking up. The second thing you need to know uh, if you're finding me for the very first time is my website address, and that would be oldhippiemedia.com. That's old hippie, H-I-P-P-I-E, media.com. There you're going to find everything else you want to know about me. You're going to find my blog. You're going to find links on where you can follow me on the various social media sites. Uh, If you haven't already, to the usual listeners, go follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of those sites. Go subscribe to my YouTube channel, so forth and so on. You're going to find a link to my merch store. Uh, I have over 400 items for you to choose from. T-shirts and hoodies and wine tumblers and travel mugs and coasters and ornaments and magnets and buttons and stickers and so forth. Uh, You're going to find a link on where you can book me on Cameo. I do video shout-outs over on Cameo. You want to wish somebody a happy birthday or tell them congratulations on the promotion or get well soon or if you just want me to tell them that their pizza sucks and their football team blows Rhino, I can do that for you over on Cameo. Uh, At that same website, you'll find a link on where you can buy uh, my first two books. I have uh, two self published books that are available in paperback and ebook formats. They are A Grateful Life, The Life Story of a Husband, Father and Taco Loving Deadhead and Dearest Renee, Letters from the Coronavirus War of 2020. And you can also find a link on where you can subscribe to my Patreon subscription service. Subscription service that I was just telling you about uh, that I'm going to touch on uh, briefly here in regards to the Valentine's Day move to end all Valentine's Day move. Well, I I do another podcast over there on Patreon every other week. Uh, It's $4.20 a month. Uh, to hear those uh, podcasts, and that is stuff that you can only hear on Patreon. It is a non-political podcast, whereas this podcast is predominantly political news stories and my takes on it. Uh, but anyway, that's uh, oldhippymedia.com. If you have a moment, swing by the website, check it all out, and you'll get to know more about me. But I digress. Uh, we move on. Uh I was mentioning to you momentarily uh, a moment ago about um, my Patreon podcast and the Valentine's move to end all Valentine's. So listen, guys, and I direct this towards the guys because it is typically the guys that are lost and clueless on this Valentine's Day quest. They have absolutely no idea what to get their girlfriend, fiance, wife, whatever. And so they're 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 always the ones that are searching. You you know the guys that are lost because you'll see them at your local Walgreens or something like that, and uh, the, they're bunched up six, eight, ten of them, all in the card aisle, all looking at the Valentine's cards, going, "Well, fuck, which one of these do I get now?" Well, here's the deal. I have a move for you that will absolutely. Stop the show on Valentine's Day, okay? But you got to go listen to it on Patreon. I talked about it on this week's Patreon podcast episode, and uh, that's where you got to go to hear it. it. Is the move to end all moves? I pulled this move on my wife twenty five years ago. It's still a topic of conversation today. Uh, I told my foreman when I had my landscape company about this move. He pulled the move out on his girlfriend. She swooned and got weak in the knees as well. Uh, he told me it worked like a fucking charm. And it's not even my move; I stole it from somebody else. If I'm being completely honest with you, but if you want to know the move, if you're if you're desperate this Valentine's Day to to close the deal, uh, to make sure that she knows that you're the one to put yourself in a good light, get over to my Patreon. Listen to my most recent episode and follow the instructions given. You're going to have a Valentine's Day that you're never going to forget. Trust me. Uh, Now, before we get into the football segment and the news stories of the week, uh, and of the week, I, I haven't done podcasts for a few weeks, so I'm going to just narrow this down to a handful of news stories to talk about. Uh, I want to briefly discuss why I haven't been doing podcasts for the past couple of weeks. Um, I talk about this over on uh, uh, TikTok, and I've talked about it on Facebook. Uh, But this is the first time I'm addressing it in a podcast. And if you only follow my podcast and don't follow me on any of the social media sites, then you wouldn't have known. Uh, But I was in the hospital a couple of weeks ago. um, Four days stay, I believe it was. Uh, that culminated in a surgery uh, and then I've been recovering ever since so uh, making podcasts really wasn't in the cards for me. So what happened? Well a couple of weeks ago I was dealing with uh, like an upper respiratory something I was I was coughing I was hacking up uh, green gooey spit, uh, I was a little bit weak in the shoulders. I just felt off for about three days. It was Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. When I woke up that Monday after uh, after the three days of feeling sick, I felt a little bit better uh, in my illness. It was still there. It was still lingering, uh, but I felt better. So I was like, "All right, here's the deal. I'm gonna I'm gonna will myself." into feeling better that that monday that day i had painters come into the house to paint uh two bedrooms in a hallway my uh, my daughter was home from school and i was just going to to just will myself into feeling better so i got up went to the table sat down had a little bit of breakfast and then got up to go about the rest of my day and within a few minutes of finishing breakfast i had an extreme abdominal pain the likes of which I've never felt before it was it was at the top of my stomach where, where where my stomach meets my lower chest It was just sitting there like a pit dead center and it was it was bad it was bad enough that I I texted my wife to let her know about it she told me I should go to the emergency room I'm like nah Listen, I, I think this is just a stomach bug, and I don't know if you guys have ever had this, but sometimes when you get a stomach bug, it gets so bad that it's painful. And and that's what just what I thought I had. I ate something that didn't agree with me. I had this bug or something, and, and I was just going to ride it out. So I uh, I put my breakfast stuff away. I came here into the, into the home office. I made a few videos for TikTok. Videos that people who follow me on a regular basis, mutuals of mine on TikTok, would later tell me, we knew something was off with you when you made those videos. You were not your normal self when you made those videos. And, and I wasn't. I was in pain when I made those videos. But once again, I just thought I was battling a stomach bug. You deal with it. it you puke it out. You, you, you shit it out. In a couple of days, you feel better. Uh, throughout the day, the pain persisted, and it came in waves. Uh, and I did started throwing up. I did started. I did start to throw up. Uh, I threw up four or five times throughout the course of the day. I was sweating like a pig from the pain, and it was just it was too intense. So I eventually texted my wife back and I said I think I need you to come home and she said to take you to the emergency room and I went I, I don't know about that and, and to be honest with you I didn't want to go to the emergency room I, I, I felt like it was probably overkill for a stomach bug but I know I didn't want to be I knew I didn't want to be alone so I asked her to come home from work she did she came home from work uh, saw the condition I was in Painters were worried (laughs) stiff about me. Uh, My daughter, who was home from school, was worried about me, and I was writhing in pain. So my wife and I made the decision, finally, to take me to the emergency room. She drives me to St. Joe's in Joliet. Uh, I walk in the emergency room and get triaged, and the pain is just, it's washing over me like nothing i felt before. I couldn't sit. In a position that would alleviate the pain even slightly. I couldn't stand in a position that would alleviate the pain even slightly. I was trying to lean against the wall. I was trying to kneel on the chair. I couldn't do anything. I was non functional because of the pain. Finally, an ER nurse sees me in this condition, comes over, and says, I'm going to start an IV on his hand and get some pain meds into him. And they, they pushed in there uh, morphine, and I, I think it's called Tramadol. My wife would know better uh, as she was there with me, and that's kind of what we do at this stage in our life. One's in the hospital or going through some medical shit. The other one's the one that pays attention to everything the doctors are saying so that they can have the, the correct information. Well, they pushed these pain meds into me, and they made me, Nuttier than a squirrel turtle. I mean, I was like Didn't know what fucking town I was in didn't know what day it was. I was fucking loopy They take me off to do a couple of tests on me They wind up doing an ultrasound and a CAT scan on me and they determine that my gallbladder is full of gallstones and one of them snuck out into the bile duct and pissed off my pancreas and the pain I was experiencing was pancreatitis. So they said they wanted to admit me and the next day do a scope to get that stone out of that bile duct and then ultimately, hopefully, remove the gallbladder so that this doesn't happen again. Well, by the next morning, my pain was gone. Uh, Not completely, there was a lingering pain, but that intense pain was gone. I could speak, I could sit, I could... I, I was functional again, and so they had come to the, the, uh, the conclusion, the determination, that I passed that particular stone that snuck out of the gallbladder, but my gallbladder was full of gallstones, and so their ultimate recommendation was to continue on with getting the gallbladder removed. And So I'm, I'm talking to the docs Tuesday morning, and I'm like, so that that's what you guys want to do. They're like, yeah, forget the scope, but we do need to get that gallbladder out because Uh, The fact that it's full of stones and one of them has already snuck loose indicates that the chance of you coming back here in a couple of weeks with the exact same issue is extraordinarily high. And I was like, well, in a few weeks, I'm going to be on a cruise ship. I mean, you know, right now I'm talking to you on the 10th of of February. You got to remember, a week from tomorrow, a week from Saturday, I'm wheels up for New Orleans. I'm getting on a fucking cruise ship. I'm going to Mexico, Honduras, and, and Belize. I don't have time to be back in the fucking hospital with another round of pancreatitis. So I looked at the doc, and I'm like, fine, let's get this motherfucker out of me. They're like, you're good with the the program? where you are good with having your gallbladder removed? I'm like, listen, doc, I said to the guy, I go, listen, you're here, I'm here, I'm already in a gown. Let's go, scrub in, let's handle this shit. I'm ready to go downstairs right fucking now. Let's yeet this motherfucker right the fuck out me immediately. He said, like, all right, well, I got to get the surgeon in line, and boom, boom, boom. We're going to get everything lined up for you, but trust me, we're going to take care of you. Uh, ultimately, it wound up spilling over to the next day on Wednesday. had my gallbladder removed on Wednesday. They cut me loose on Thursday. Uh, just had my two-week follow-up with the surgeon uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, he says everything's fine, everything's progressing. Uh, the only other subject they wanted to talk to me about was my liver. They said that my liver looked a little abnormal while I was in there, so they took a small chunk of that to do a biopsy on. And what they've determined with that is that I am halfway to having cirrhosis of the liver, which was really kind of a mind fuck for me considering I don't drink. And I always associated cirrhosis of the liver with people who drink a lot. Uh, as a matter of fact, the last year, as I sit here and talk to you today, on uh, February 10th, 2023, the last time I had a drink was April of 2022. And that was a half of a seven and seven when we were on our uh, cruise to the Bahamas. I, I just don't drink. And the doc's like, well, the other reason why one could develop cirrhosis in the liver is being overweight. And basically, it's fatty tissues attacking your liver. And he said, so there there are two things that you can't do. He said that there's no reversing the damage. Okay, understandable. Uh, He goes, but you can slow the progression of the cirrhosis of the liver by avoiding drinking as much as you can, he said, which you obviously do. He said, uh, uh, and trying to lose weight. I'm like, gotcha. All right, so another reason why I absolutely should get back on my uh, original weight loss journey. So uh, that was my situation for the last couple of weeks. Uh, uh, an unexpected trip to the ER, a four-day hospital stay, a gallbladder removal surgery, and then recovery from that, which I've got to tell you, the recovery from that was more of a bitch than the recovery from my uh, my hip replacement that I had back uh, done back in June. This This was a different kind of pain. This was a different kind of Uh, I guess what I'm saying, like, you don't realize how much you turn and twist your torso until you've got four incision marks in your torso uh, torso that you're trying to get healed up. Last night was the first night I got a decent night's sleep in my bed. I've been sleeping upright on the couch because laying down just wasn't comfortable for me. So it's been a hell of a couple of weeks, and that's why I haven't been making any podcasts. Uh, but I'm back now. We're gonna continue on with the regular podcast, but you guys need to be made aware of one thing right up front. Uh, you know I'm gonna do a podcast this week. you know obviously the one you're listening to. I'm gonna do a podcast next week. but then the following week I'm gonna be I'm gonna be on the cruise. As a matter of fact, the following Friday, after next week's Friday, uh, I will be in Cozumel, Mexico on a shore excursion called Tacos and Tequila. (laughs) I will be, two weeks from today, I will be in Cozumel, Mexico, eating tacos that are paired up with various types of tequila. Uh, So, you know, that whole weight loss thing is going to have to wait another couple of weeks. Uh, But I'm back. I can't say that I'm better than ever, but I'm back, and we're going to continue on making podcasts for the rest of 2023. All right, moving on from that, let's get into the football notes before we get into the actual news uh, 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 segments of the uh, the podcast episode. Um, obviously, I haven't been doing podcasts for the last couple weeks, so I haven't been picking playoff games, and now we're down to two teams. We've got the Chiefs and Eagles playing in the Super Bowl on Sunday in Arizona. And from what I can tell, this appears to be one of the more balanced Super Bowls in some time. Like, no team stands out head and shoulders above the other team. Like, holy shit, this team's gonna destroy that team. I can easily see either team winning. You know, the Chiefs have a great passing game, the Eagles have a great running game, both of them have stout defenses, both of them have stout lines. It, it, it could go either way. I wouldn't be surprised if either team won which is kind of, if your team is not in it, and my team is definitely not in it, uh, it's kind of what you want in the Super Bowl. You just want a really good game, right? And I think that's what we're going to get. Having said that, I have to pick one of the teams to win, and uh, as such, I'm going to go ahead and go with uh, Mahomes and the Chiefs, just based on the fact that they've been there before, uh, based on their coach, uh, based on a number of different factors, I'm going to go ahead and pick the Chiefs to win. I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles pulled it out, but I think the Chiefs are ultimately going to win. So there's my official Super Bowl pick. We'll see how that goes on Sunday. Uh, I don't know what you guys typically do for Super Bowl Sunday, but we just kind of hang out and watch the game. I'm thinking about uh, maybe ordering a pizza. Uh, But, you know, I don't know. We'll see what everybody in the house wants to do for Super Bowl. I mean, that's that's kind of my idea of P- Super Bowl uh, uh, grub. Just get a pizza, get some cheese sticks, watch the game, it's going to be okay. Alright. Now that that's over with, and my wife is rejoicing because football's coming to an end, which means the football segment of my podcasts are coming to an end. Uh, now that that's uh, done and uh, over with, we can move on to uh, the news stories of the week. Now, as I said earlier, if you're finding me for the first time, what I typically discuss here are political news stories. And, uh, and oh, excuse me. See? That's what I'm talking about with the background noises. You never know what you're going to hear on this bo- uh, podcast. Uh, there have been a shit ton of news stories to come out since I last did a podcast. And I'm not going to sit here and do a three-hour podcast on all of those news stories. I'll give you some highlights on some things that I had jotted down over the course of the last couple of weeks that I'm not going to discuss. Um, if you haven't heard yet, 46 men were arrested in Texas on a child trafficking scheme. Shockingly, none of them crossdressers or were trans. Uh, we had the the uh, Trey Nichols murder... Uh, Footage come out and more information come out about the officers. Apparently, one of the scumbag pigs involved in that particular murder uh, was involved with the woman that Trey was seeing. So this this definitely looks like uh, a planned and coordinated hit. Uh, apparently, this guy took pictures of Nichols' bloody and beaten body and texted it to the woman as well as four other people. So I really hope they throw that piece of shit in general population and he learns a lesson. Uh, We found, since last we spoke, we found classified documents at Mike Pence's home. And poof, just like that, all of a sudden, you don't hear people talking about classified docs anymore. Huh. Funny how that works out, huh? Uh, Rupert Murdoch was deposed in the one- billion-dollar lawsuit against Fox News by Dominion voting machines? Now, remember when you're talking about that at parties this weekend that um, every Fox News witness including Sean Hannity uh, when deposed in that lawsuit, they all said they never believed the election line. All of them. They all said, well, nobody ever actually believed it. So just keep that one in mind. Uh, We have Florida being Florida by pushing permitless carry, which is just a nightmare of an idea, especially in that state. Uh, And we have Marjorie Taylor Greene's uh, First Amendment being voted on 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 the House floor, only getting 14 votes. Uh, the very first thing she put forward for people to vote on was an amendment to stop the President of the United States from selling oil from the Strategic Oil Reserves. And uh, only 14, well, only 13, I should say, of her fellow Republicans joined with her. She was the 14th vote. That is a monumental ass-whooping for the first ever amendment you put on the floor. When your own party looks at you and goes, yeah, you dumb as fuck, and we're not voting for that shit you know, you got issues, but those are just some bullet points on some things that have happened since last we talked, uh, talk. I, I want to get into other things here. Um, uh, culminating with, uh, what the Republicans are really looking to do. You gotta, you gotta start paying attention to what it is that they're actually saying, not the way that they're acting. We'll, and we'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, first, I'd like to cover a story coming out of the post office. Um, As is typical, uh, people are losing their ever-loving minds because the price of a stamp has once again gone up. If you haven't heard yet, uh, the price of a forever stamp has gone from $0.60 to $0.63, and the masses are losing their fucking collective minds. I can't believe they raised the price of a stamp three cents. God damn it, I I ain't going to be able to afford to send mail anymore. Duh. Listen to me. It's still the greatest fucking deal you're ever going to get in the United States of America. You can walk into a building in your hometown with an envelope that has information in it and you can hand it to somebody and say I want you to fly this across the country, and hand-deliver it to a specific address of my choosing within three days. And it's going to cost you 63 cents to do that. Just put it into that perspective for one moment. If you're one of the people that are losing their fucking minds over having to pay 63 cents for a forever stamp, think about it in that perspective. How much would it cost you... To take that same piece of paper, that same envelope, that same bit of information, get on a plane and fly it to where you want to fly it to and hand deliver it yourself. To me, 63 cents is a fucking steal. And I know that this isn't necessarily the the, the typical political news that I cover. It just always blows my mind how badly people lose their shit. Because the price of a stamp went up a couple of fucking pennies. If your make or break line is the three cent difference between the 60 cent forever stamp and the 63 cent forever stamp, then you got bigger fucking issues, pal. And postage isn't your big concern right now. Perspective, people. You got to put things into perspective. Okay. Now, let's turn to Joe Biden's State of the Union address and the Republican response to it. The first thing I'd like to point out is Lauren Boebert's response to a segment of Joe Biden's uh, State of the Union address. At one point in time during the State of the Union, Joe Biden referenced a time in America uh, during the height of the pandemic when schools were closed. Well, Lauren Boebert of Colorado took offense to that and tweeted out that Biden was the one who closed the schools. She tweeted out, when schools were closed, Mr. Biden, you were the one who closed the schools. And It's just example 1,467,892 why Lauren Boebert is the dumbest motherfucker in all of Congress. Now, I'm not expecting Lauren Boebert to be a regular listener of my podcast, but if somebody out there in Lauren Boebert's orbit happens to hear this and can put this in front of her, I have a message for Lauren Boebert. Uh, Lauren, you say that the school closings in 2020 were because of Biden. That Biden closed the schools in 2020. I want you to explain to us how he managed to do that when he didn't hold elected office on any level in 2020. The last day he was vice president was January 20th, 2017. He didn't become uh, uh, president until January 20th, 2021. So, how does a man who doesn't hold any elected office anywhere in the country close schools nationwide in both red and blue states? I swear to God, this stupid motherfucker actually gives the rest of us GED recipients a bad fucking name. Whenever people make fun of her because she got her GED and not a high school diploma, I always point out the fact that I have a GED. I dropped out of high school as well. Granted, it didn't take me three tries to get my GED. I got it in the first try. But Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, how fucking stupid can you be? Lauren. Whatever the fuck it is you were doing before Congress, you need to go back to doing that. Open up your little shooter's restaurant again. Go back to being an escort. And there's nothing wrong with being an escort. We normalize sex workers on the left. We got your back, boo. But just go back to doing that. You, I guarantee you, you were better at that than you are at this. Joe Biden didn't close the schools. Joe Biden didn't have the power to close the schools. Fuck, Trump didn't have the power to close the schools. Those decisions were done by governors at the state level, you stupid motherfucker. I swear to God, these fucking people make me want to fucking start drinking. And I don't even fucking like drinking. So, I'm going to do myself a favor and I'm going to just round my edge ever so slightly to get me through the rest of this podcast. Excuse me one moment. God damn, she is dumb. I mean, legitimately fucking stupid, you know? Are you closed the school. No, he didn't, you dumb motherfucker. But let's move on to more serious uh, accusations and reactions in the State of the Union. Uh, Republicans were clutching their pearls during the State of the Union address when Joe Biden pointed out the factual uh, information about their position when it comes to Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid. And this is what I really want to talk to you guys about today. This is the, the, the big thing I need, I think needs to be focused on is Joe Biden made a point of, of, of pointing out that not all of the Republicans, but some of the Republicans want to, at a minimum, weaken Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid, and at best, do away with it completely. And when he brings this up in the State of the Union address, the Republicans have the balls, the unmitigated gall, to sit there and act shocked. I can't believe you're saying it. Marjorie Taylor Greene actually yelled out, You're a liar. No, he's not, you shit given. He's not lying. He's telling the truth. And he said in the State of the Union, Anybody who doesn't believe it is welcome to contact me. I'll give you a copy of the proposal. Because The Republicans who backed this shit were stupid enough to put it on paper, to say, hey, this is the proposal we want to do. Now, since discussing this uh, on TikTok, since the State of the Union address, you get a shit ton of ignorant fucking right-wingers, these these stupid fucking tinfoil hat-wearing cultists, come out of the woodwork saying, well, no, that's not the position, and Joe Biden wanted to do away with Social Security. So let's discuss this. Uh, Yes, Joe Biden has taken a stance several times in his career uh, against Social Security. He has also changed his position on it. And right now, as we stand here today, uh, February 10th, 2023, Joe Biden's position is to strengthen and protect Social Security. That cannot be said For all Republicans. Mitch McConnell has openly discussed how they want to go after uh, Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid because he views them as out-of-control entitlement spending. Lindsey Graham, uh, as well as uh, Ron Johnson in Wisconsin, have openly discussed the need, according to them, to at a minimum cut back on uh, the benefits one gets from these. So cut back on the Medicare and Medicaid benefits. Cut back on the Social Security you receive while simultaneously raising the age uh, for which you should be able to receive those. Lindsey Graham is on record as saying you shouldn't get Social Security until you're in your 70s. You shouldn't get Medicare or Medicaid until you're in your 70s. Then we have Senator Mike Lee of Utah, who is on video telling donors at a fundraiser that his goal will be to phase Social Security out, and he goes on to say to rip it up by the roots and do away with it, and follows that up by saying he puts Medicare and Medicaid in the same batch. Now, people on the right will come out and go, well, that was years ago. That video is from years ago. Okay, let's sit him down and ask him for his proposal today and find out what his positions are today. Um, The uh, comments by Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham, they weren't 13 years ago. They were within the last couple of years. But the people on the right might come out of the woodwork and go, yeah, but that was just them talking." Show me an actual proposal. Okay, let's focus on the actual proposal then. The proposal comes from Florida Republican Rick Scott, who admits in a tweet the following day, the day after the State of the Union address, what his intentions are. I'm going to read you the tweet verbatim, because this is the proposal that Joe Biden was talking about in the State of the Union. The day after the state of the union, Rick Scott, Scott tweeted the following. Last night, Joe Biden rambled for a while, but it seems he forgot the facts. In my plan, I suggested the following. All federal legislation sunsets in five years. If a law is worth keeping, Congress can pass it again. That's the whole tweet right there. Now, He says that Joe Biden forgot the facts. But he says in this tweet, I suggested the following. All federal legislation sunsets in five years. Now, if you guys are wondering what sunset means, that means it expires. All federal legislation expires in five years. So what that means is that Rick Scott's plan is to make Congress revote on Every law it passes. Everything. Let me read that again. All federal legislation sunsets in five years. That's every fucking law that Congress has ever passed. Sunsets every five years. It expires every five years. And then Congress, presumably, would every five years have to spend a monumental amount of time, energy, and effort to reauthorize every fucking law it has ever passed. When you think about it just on that term, not focusing on any one law, any one piece of legislation, when you look at it through the standpoint, through the eyes of Congress every five years will literally have to go on a marathon voting spree to reauthorize every fucking law that's on the books. You can see the level of insanity that this proposal brings with it just on its face value. But when you start actually thinking about what federal legislation is, it should send a fucking shiver down your spine. Because yes, that does include Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, all of it, that includes funding for the government, that includes funding for the CDC, that includes Clean Air and Water Acts, that's everything. So Rick Scott's plan would, for the purposes of this conversation, Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid, Rick Scott's plan would cause Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid to expire every five years and force Congress to renegotiate those acts and repass them. And I'm sure the Republicans are just going to rubber stamp Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security as they currently are to put them back in the books, right? Of course not. It's going to be a clusterfuck of epic proportions. It's going to be a shitstorm inside of a shit tornado. Now, I want you to keep in mind one thing. While Rick Scott is trying to sunset all of this legislation, including Medicare, you you also have to keep in mind that uh, Rick Scott is the biggest Medicare defrauder in American history. Rick Scott was responsible for Medicare fraud on a level so great that it cost his hospital chain $1.78 billion in fines. That's billion, billion, as in B, as in boys. Not $1.78 million, $1.78 billion in Medicare fraud fines. By the way, when questioned about it, Rick Scott pled the fifth. Seventy-four times. So we've got the biggest Medicare defrauder in American history putting forth legislation that would sunset every fucking bill ever passed by the federal government. Every five years. The absolute logistical nightmare that that would create is, in and of itself, unacceptable. But when you bring the focus down from the 30,000 foot level and you start looking at the micro level and you think about the fact that that would include Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid, you're seeing what the Republicans' true intentions are. Don't watch how they react to Joe uh, Biden's speech on a given, uh, any given night. Don't watch how they react to one of his, uh, uh, addresses to the press at a press conference or a rally he might hold. Look at the proposals they're putting forward. And you will know exactly where the Republican mindset is. It's in the same place that it is with everything else that is designed to help the working class of the United States of America. Republicans are against a living wage. They're against raising minimum wage. Republicans are against things like unemployment. They're against social safety nets. Uh, They're against making sure college is affordable. They're against continuing to fund public education. They're against Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security being there for you when you need it. Why? Because with the Republicans, it is always projection. What do they tell you about Democrats? They tell you Democrats want you reliant on the government so that you can't go out and live your dreams. You need to be reliant on the government. That's a bit of projection from them, isn't it? They don't want you reliant on the government, but they don't want you living your dream either. They want you somewhere in the middle. They want you Dumb from not getting a public education. Uneducated from not being able to go to college. And just intelligent enough to work the machines until you're in your 70s or 80s. And then they'll think about letting you sit down and take it easy for a few years before you eventually pass. They want ignorant Uneducated, misinformed, obedient workers. They want you reliant on them. While they're telling you that Democrats want you reliant on the government, they want you reliant on them. They want you desperate. They want you needing to go to work. They want you waking up every day thinking to yourself, I have to go to work because. There's no other way these bills are going to get paid, and I can't get ahead in life, so i got to keep going to work. They want you going to work into your 60s, into your 70s, and if they got the the, the raise on Social Security benefits to, to get raised up to 71 or 72 or 74, then once they had that, they'd try to raise it to 76, 77, 78. Eventually, the next proposal is going to be uh, you can get your Social Security when you're 80. Stop watching the way they react and start reading the shit that they put forth. Start looking at the bills that they're proposing. And they need you to be stupid enough to believe that they're actually outraged that Joe Biden would even suggest such a thing. That's why they attack uh, the Department of Education. That's why they attack education funding. That's why they demonize college education. Those are liberal think tanks. Those are indoctrination camps. Yeah? Why are you sending your kid there? You got a group of people in these fucking politicians that are getting top-notch health care. I mean, some of the best health care you're ever going to find in this country. On our dime while trying to tell us we shouldn't get Medicare and Medicaid. You got these fucking people in the form of these politicians that are going to get lifetime pensions on our dime while telling us we shouldn't be getting Social Security. That's what the Republican Party is. And yeah, the Democratic Party has their own fucking problems, and they are not squeaky clean in any of this either. They're greedy, they're out to protect themselves, they're out to maintain their own power. But at least when it comes to legislation, they're doing something to help the working man and woman, to help the average Joe and Jill out there in the United States of America. They're doing something to protect your Medicare, your Medicaid, your unemployment, your Social Security. Keep in mind, folks, Social Security is not part of the fucking budget. Never has been, is not currently, is not going to be. Social Security is its own entity, completely and utterly separate from the federal budget. It is designed that way so that Social Security can feed itself. The way Social Security works is that the working uh, uh, class people of today... Pay into the system to support the retired people of today and eventually the working-class people uh, become the, re- the next class of retirees and they're supported by the next batch of working-class people it is a self-sustaining entity so people are listening to this right now going then why did we get to the point where people are telling us it's going to go broke. Tom, why are you preparing as if Social Security isn't going to be there? Because about 50 years ago, our politicians couldn't figure out how to make the numbers work on all of their out-of-control spending, so they started borrowing from Social Security. And they've never put it back. They've also never stopped borrowing. Every president, since I believe Reagan has borrowed from Social Security, has taken our money to cover their shortfalls, and they've not replaced it. Now, we had a plan in place to get it fixed, to get it replaced. We we, we saw borrowing begin in uh early 80s. That lasted through Reagan and Poppy Bush, and then we got Bill Clinton in the 90s. And Bill Clinton, a Democratic president, worked with a Republican Congress. And together, they came up with a plan to balance the budget while still borrowing from Social Security. But the plan laid out, if you go look at it, if you go read it yourself, laid out in in its entirety how within 15 years... The federal government would, A, no longer be borrowing from Social Security, and, B, would have every dime it has borrowed from Social Security paid back. And it worked. We had a balanced budget for the last six years of the Clinton administration because he worked with the Republican Congress to get it done. We passed off a $264 billion surplus to to W, who then blew the whole fucking thing up and we're right back in the same fucking spot. And it hasn't stopped since. W borrowed from Social Security. Obama borrowed from Social Security. Trump borrowed from Social Security. Biden's going to borrow from Social Security. It it, it hasn't stopped. That's why Social Security is where it is. It's not supposed to be there because it's not supposed to be part of the budget. It's a self-fulfilling, a self-funding, a self-healing, a a, a self-run entity. All by itself, it survives and it works. If not for the ignorant fucks with the American flag lapel pin stuck in their, uh, their, their suit coat. So while I am open enough to admit that the party that I vote for, the Democratic Party, has its own problems, and they are not short in number. There's only one party in the United States right now actively seeking to undermine your social safety nets, actively looking to do away with your Medicare, your Medicaid, and your Social Security, and that's the Republican Party. This group of people uh, with their faux outrage on display, clutching their pearls that the President of the United States would dare tell people what their actual plan is. It's in writing. Rick Scott's plan is in writing. Think about everything that would have to be revoted on every five years. And think about how the negotiations to reauthorize Social Security would go. And if you think that in five years' time, the Republicans would just sit back and go, you know what, yeah, Social Security, we should have never fucked with that one. Go ahead and put it back the way it was. You're nuts. Thankfully, the way our government is currently set up, Rick Scott's plan has zero chance in hell of ever making it. The Democrats control the Senate. The Democrats control the White House. And the one chamber of Congress that Republicans do have a majority in, the House, Uh, they do not have anywhere close to a a veto-proof majority. They have a five-seat lead. So this ignorant fucking legislation, sunset everything every five years, this is never going to become law, thankfully at least not the way the government is currently set up. But it can become law. It can become law if the Republicans win control of both chambers and the White House again. This is why elections matter. Are you really willing to uh, play games with your potential Social Security? If you want to protect your social security, you got to stop voting Republican. If you want to protect protect your Medicare or Medicaid if you should happen to need it, you got to stop voting Republican. We need to hold the Democrats accountable for the ignorant shit they do, but we we've also got to stop Pretended like uh, both parties are equal. Ah, oh, that's just left-wing, right-wing, part of the same bird. No, it is not. No, it is not. Are they both greedy? Yeah. Are they both out to protect their own power? Yeah. yeah. Are they both out to fuck the average working class? No. One of them is actually trying to fight for you. One of them is trying to fight for a living wage, affordable college, better infrastructure, uh, your right to collectively bargain, uh, your safety at work, and eventually the social safety nets should you need to use them. Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security. And one party is against all of that. I know it may seem like it's a long way out, but folks, 2024 is next year. And we're going to have decisions to make at the ballot box all over again next year. Who do we want in the White House? Who do we want in the Senate? Who do we want in the House? It's coming. I know it seems like we're perpetually in an election year because we sort of are these days. We got to start thinking about 2024 right fucking now. And we got to start paying attention to the plans and proposals that they're putting forth, like Rick Scott's Sunset Bill. Don't buy the sound bites that you're hearing from these Republican politicians on their Twitter accounts and Instagram accounts. Go watch what they're putting forth. Protect your own interests, boys and girls. It's the only thing we got to protect our interests, is our vote. All right, guys, listen. Um, It's Friday, which means I got to leave here soon and go get my check uh, for our trucking company. Uh, Get that deposit, get back here, uh, straighten up the house. Uh, My daughter's coming home from school this weekend. I believe my other daughter might be coming back home for the weekend as well. We'll see. I might have a full house here this week. I might have all five people there. We'd only be missing my daughter Ashley, my son-in-law Ryan, and my grandkids, who thankfully I'm going to get a chance to see in the near future after we get done with our cruise. We have a college visit set up for Lily to Indiana State University, and we're going to be able to take another day after that and spend it with my family uh, in, in southern Indiana. So I looking very forward to that. I haven't been able to see my grandkids uh, since uh, New Year's Eve weekend. And if my daughter Ashley or my son in law Ryan are listening to this, they might be going, see your grandkids? What about us? Yeah, I'm interested in seeing you too. But you know what? I'm an old man that looked forward to having grandkids, and now I got grandkids, so fuck off. I want to see my grandkids. I want to see my, my kid as well. I I really wish they did live closer so that we could see them more often. Um, my my, my son in law's birthday is coming up here in just a couple days, um, and so I, I need or in a week I should say, and so I need to be able to uh, give him his his birthday present. So we're going to bring that down with us when we go to see him in early March. So hey, a lot happening over here in the Powell household. There's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of moving around in the near future. We've got this vacation. We've got a trip down to Indiana. Then Eventually, Lily's going to pick a college. We're going to have to move her into that college. We're going to make a handful more trips back down to southern Indiana this year. Uh, we're going to have a, a graduation party for Lily because she's going to be graduating high school. It's going to be a busy fucking year. A busy fucking year. I'm still trying to figure out how to work out a vacation somewhere in there for everybody, and that's not looking too fucking promising. So, uh, 2023 is going to be a hell of a year for us. A hell of a year. Having said that, uh, that's all I've got for you guys this week. I do appreciate you guys sticking with these podcasts, especially when I have these stretches, like when I went to the hospital and I was down for a couple of weeks. You guys are still sticking with this. You guys are still waiting to hear these episodes. Um, I'm going to keep doing it. I don't know how, how much longer I'm going to keep doing the the Patreon one, I'm going to give it another month or two to see if I can build that audience over there, um, but you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to keep doing podcasts every couple of weeks for just 14 people. So we either need to grow that audience over there, or that thing is going to get shut down before summer rolls around uh, for sure. Uh, this episode, this podcast, I'm going to keep doing. I enjoy this podcast. The audience keeps growing here. We're getting a couple thousand people listening every week. Uh, i I, I want to be able to grow this platform so you know continue to subscribe here pass the word along let everybody you know know about it uh, and, and I'm gonna do what I can to continue to grow this if anybody out there wants to sponsor a podcast you know hit, hit me up head over to uh, oldhippymedia.com and, and go to my last page which is my contact slash support page and there's a link there to send me an email all right all right guys uh, that's all I got for you this week. Uh, Tune in next Friday for another episode. And until then, as always, stay grateful.